This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. You are listening to episode number 34. We're so live right now. We're live. Hey, John. I am Hi. here with John Park of Fish 101 Restaurant on the Dine Local SD podcast, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Great to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So John is the uh, chef and owner of Fish 101 Restaurant in Lucadia. Um, and if I understand correctly, it's a husband-wife duo with your pastry chef wife, Jessica. Yes. And then uh, and a partner, Ray. Partner Ray. Awesome. Partner Ray. And the three of you came from San Francisco to bring your world-class culinary training and restaurant <laughs> experience to Funky Lucadia. Yeah, that's right. Awesome. Welcome. Thank you. So, John, I was uh, doing some light reading about Fish 101 and yourself, and I... There was a lot of really impressive facts, but one of the most impressive things that I read was that you, when you and Jessica and Ray were looking for a location for Fish 101, one of the most important things that you were looking for was a place that you could surf close by in the morning and then go into work. Is that true? That That is true. Oh, man. That's so the best. <laughs> it, it is. It was, it was, it's really a dream come true. Our house is two miles from the restaurant. The kids go to school probably less than a mile from the house. So it's just this little triangle. And uh, we're fortunate we live right across the street from the beach. So it's, uh, you know, every day that there's waves, we get to surf. That's awesome. Before, during, after work. Yeah. Surf break real quick. Be right back. Cover my line. (laughs) That's incredible. We we, we shower off in the mop sink. Yeah. (laughs) Don't tell the health department. (laughs) That is so cool. I think, um, you know, one of the common sort of complaints that we hear from chef owners is, you know, being tied to the restaurant or not having time for hobbies. And it sounds like you guys kind of uh, avoided that problem right from the get-go. Well, it's it's finding that balance, right? Mm-hmm. The balance of work, family, and um, hobbies yeah. and, and releases. And, I mean, honestly, probably the first few – first couple of years um, – it was hard to achieve that balance. It was it was mostly work, yeah, you know, sure. 70, 80, probably plus hours a week. Yeah. Um, and there probably wasn't a whole lot of surfing going on. You know, it was kind of like early morning to late night. Yeah. And you were kind of lucky to get a bathroom break. Sure, sure. But now, I mean, it's been seven years. We have a great staff, so it's easier to kind of juggle. Yeah. All the different. What, um, so you, what year did you open? 2010? We opened 2011. Okay. And... At what point, how many years in did you kind of get a break from the the heavy grind of it all? I'm going to say probably after a solid three years. Okay. It was a solid three years of of, of long, long hours. And then, um, then, you know, the staff – and at that point, probably – we probably had the exact same staff that we had opened with. Sure. um, You know, and everybody kind of knew the drill. Yeah. And then it's hard – it's hard kind of letting go of mm-hmm. a lot of that responsibility too. 
I mean, a lot of it is kind of personality driven, but it was hard to let go. And, yeah, delegate. And, and delegate, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. But now it's a lot easier. Once right. you do it and, 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 and it works, and the staff is doing great, you're like, oh. Yeah. When the restaurant doesn't blow up and you're like, oh, I guess I can leave that yeah. guy the key to open. Yeah, but I still sleep with my, my cell phone and it's, of a, course. it's with me. Yeah. And I probably need to get a satellite phone or something. Right. <laughs> yeah, when you're down surfing in Mexico or yeah. something. Cool. Um, that was just an interesting side note that I saw. But um, I also discovered that you have an economics degree from UC Santa Cruz. You are a California Culinary Academy of San Francisco grad and a former sushi chef at Ace Wasabi's in San Francisco and Japango in La Jolla. That's old school right there. Yeah, I remember Japango. <laughs> and um, chef owner of Tokyo Gogo in San Francisco as well. Correct. So you have quite the the background here, um, and I am curious to hear about your jump from the economics degree <laughs> to uh, culinary school. Well, so I went to I went to college in Santa Cruz, and uh, I mean it took me about as long as I could to to declare a major. Yeah. And in retrospect, I should have I should have I should have majored in Spanish, or something, uh-huh. right? Something really useful. Right. Right. But I, I chose economics because my roommate was an econ major. And okay. He said he'd help me with it. Nice. <laughs> help me through school. So I, I graduated barely. <laughs> and, um, you know, the one thing I remember about college, it was a great experience. I got to move away from home, mm-hmm. um, albeit it was probably a little too early, you know, straight out of high school. Yeah. You know, my focus really wasn't on college and education. It was kind of just, you know, being independent. Sure. Um, going to Santa Cruz and – being able to surf and, and, and things like that. But, um, I mean, this was probably the early nineties before probably farmer market, farmers markets were mm-hmm. even, you know, people knew about them, but there was one in Santa Cruz and, you know, people ask me all the time. So, you know, how did your, how did your food career, how did your culinary yeah. career start? And I say, I don't know. You know, I remember things like watching Julia Child with my mom mm-hmm. and her writing down recipes <laughs> as, as she's talking and then the other thing that kind of probably really kickstarted it was since I really wasn't into school, yeah. my I looked forward to going to the farmer's market. Uh-huh. And then every every day I was like, well, what am I going to make for dinner? Yeah, yeah. You know, and I think at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to get through school and then I want to go to culinary school. Cool. So I barely graduated college. It was a pass, no pass school, UC yeah. Santa Cruz. Thank you. <laughs> but – you know, once I got to culinary school, I'm like, oh, this is my thing. Yeah. I never missed a day. Nice. And I graduated top of my class because awesome. it was – Passion. I found my calling. Yeah, yeah. it was passion. And uh, and so did you know that you were going to be into sushi right from the get-go or did that evolve from your um, spearfishing habit or <laughs> – just uh, – I mean I, I, I was, I've always been really passionate about fish, whether yeah. it was spearfishing, fishing. I just loved fish, yeah. eating fish, working with fish, filleting fish, catching fish, shooting fish. And so it just kind of – it kind of all – everything just kind of – Came together. It, it did. I was um, – while I was attending school, I a friend of mine in San Francisco took me to Ace Wasabi's. Okay. Which, I mean, they just celebrated their 20-year anniversary wow. about a year ago. Um, Ray and I flew up there. Nice. It's, it's still owned by Ray's brother, Ken. And I mean that's that's I mean that's a milestone to, yeah. to be a restaurant Ooh. and be that busy, still busy and yeah. still popular and still relevant twenty years into the game. But um, you know, twenty years twenty plus years ago, my my friend said, Hey, I'm gonna take you to the sushi bar. I had just moved to San Francisco. I didn't really know anybody, I didn't mm-hmm. know the I didn't know the city. 
And uh, she took me to Ace Wasabi's and we sat at the sushi bar and our chef was this guy named Lou Valente. Mm -hmm. And he had just graduated from the CCA. Cool. The GM was a, a CCA alum uh. and the the kitchen the kitchen chef was a CCA alum. Nice. And so I was just I mean, I was in heaven. He yeah. was he was passionate, he was really talented and we got to talking and he said, hey, do you want to work here? And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so he introduced me to the head chef and owner that night. And then Ray, mm -hmm. it was it was owned by Ray and his brother Ken. So Ray interviewed me, I think, the very next day. Cool. And uh, that's how my sushi career got started. I actually started as um, a fry cook. Okay. You know, making tempura and sure. stuff. And making rice and appetizers and then kind of went to the saute, the grill. Yeah. And uh, it, it was a it was a couple of oops it, okay. it was a, it was a couple of years before yeah. before they let me do, sure. do any fish because that's like the the fancy position right like that's like you got to earn your way up there yeah yeah and so you know Ace Wasabi's was a lot like um, like Cafe Japango okay right like Cafe Japango when I was in high school I remember like that place was yeah the place oh yeah it was the place right so in San Francisco. Ace Wasabi's was the, the place. place. And it was kind of a scene. It wasn't traditional sushi. Yeah. But the cool thing, and I'm really fortunate for this, is that the executive chef, Kiyoshi Hayakawa, I mean, he's probably in his 60s now, mm -hmm. was super. He came from a, a really, really prestigious place in San Francisco called a coveted place called Sushi Ron okay. in, in Marin. <clears throat> And uh, he was old school. He yeah. was about as old school as you get. Nice. And so it was It was kind of a, a cool, weird dynamic imbalance, right? The yeah. super, like, trendy, right. hip, hip scene in the Marina District yeah. sushi bar with all these, like, sorority girls and frat yeah, dudes. Yeah. And then the executive chef was this, like, stern, yeah. old school Japanese guy. So I'm really fortunate that I got to train under somebody like that. I mean – I cried a lot. He yeah, made me cry yeah. a lot. He yelled at me and he made me feel like shit. Right. A lot. But it kind of toughens you. Yeah. You, know? you came out stronger for it. Yeah. Very cool. That's fantastic. And so at Fish 101, I have your <laughs> menu in front of me. Um, I see that you guys have like daily oysters and you have today's crudo. And it seems like you have a, a very seasonal menu. I read a note on the menu that was like, this menu is subject to change based on what's biting. Um, so it, do you feel like your philosophy with like your love of the farmer's market and, and your love for fresh fish, like did that all kind of tie in with your menu as well? Absolutely. 100%. So making that transition from sushi to doing fish 101 yeah. was, um, you know, after 12, 13, 14, 15 years of, of, of making sushi, it was kind of a production. Like I felt like, right. I, I felt like I was a bartender, Yeah. you know, and there were a lot of nights where, you know, I, I enjoyed it. And it really kept you on your toes. You know, mm -hmm. you, you would have your regular customers and they'd come in and you'd right. be like, okay, what did they eat the last time? You yeah. know, I know now chefs even like record what, what, wow. they, what they feed their guests. But, you know, it was all in your head and it was, it was a lot of work. And, yeah. and then there were just some nights where I just wanted to put my head down and work without having to engage. Sure. You know, and talk. Yeah, because like, the I sushi like chef is, yeah, it's yeah. part of the uh, interaction, right? That is expected. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it was great, you know, and you're drinking sake yeah, every night and buying your shots. tequila every night. But yeah. as, as I got older and older and older <laughs> and then as I became an owner and then I yeah. saw the liability right. and then you kind of, you know, you take it's a different perspective, you know. So now I'm like, OK, I see my chef here. 
He's on his seventh tequila yeah, shot. Yeah. Is he gonna cut himself? Oh, you right. know, is he is he slowing down the line? So it's it's a different, you know, as you get older and kind of work in the industry a sure. little bit longer, you get a different, you know, approach and perspective. But you know, that was one of one of the reasons I, I didn't want to do sushi anymore. The other was also, and you know, I really there's guys like Dave and Wait at mm-hmm. Wrench and Rodent, and really amazing. Amazing. And so we go back to the Japango days. Oh, cool. So w- when I was in San Francisco, I took one year off. I was yeah. still, you know, in my 20s. Yeah. And I was single. And I said, you know what? I'm going to move to San Diego for one year. Yeah. Didn't really know anybody. Just moved to La Jolla. Got a job at Japango. And David was the first guy I met there. Cool. And, you know, I'm not sure how long he had been there, but he kind of took me under his wing. Nice. You know? Oh, and I still so remember what he said to me. He said, work Smart. Uh, don't work hard. Oh, he's he's. I just adore him. I <laughs> and really and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, working hard, of course, but sure. but you know, working smart is yeah. it, it makes a lot of sense. And so, I mean, we 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 hit we clicked. And, yeah. I mean, we were still good buds. We just did an event on Sunday together. Cool. But um. Oh, so I praise David because he is really doing a great job working with a lot of local fish. Yeah. And so that was one of the things, you know, and, and 99% of sushi bars you walk in, I mean, you look at the stuff in the mm-hmm. case, a lot of it's kind of crap. Sure. You know, Flown none in, of it. Yeah. Not local, previously not lo- frozen. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and I felt like that was the direction. Sushi was becoming mm. so popular. It was such a high demand for sushi. Right. Um, you know, and, and that was kind of the direction it was going, you yeah. know, other than like sea urchin or spot sure. prawns, like what, what in the case is local? Like, yeah. Yeah. Anything, you know? So with Fish 101, it was, you know, it was nice to kind of stray away from that and start working with, you know, all the product coming out of Baja. Right. You know, and then the oysters coming out of the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. and. And then, you know, for me, I think one of the coolest things is working with all the local commercial guys mm-hmm. that we have right here in Oceanside in yeah. San Diego. And, I mean, just this morning, one of my guys brought in a beautiful yellowtail that he caught. I probably can't say because he calls it his spot. And, oh, yeah, and it's yeah. a super secret. But <laughs> yeah. I can probably – I can say it – honestly say it's probably less than 500 – he caught it less than 500 yards from the restaurant. Wow. Um, <clears throat> That's incredible. It's cool. That's I mean, hyper local. Yeah, it's super <laughs> yeah. cool. And you know, and Davin's doing the same thing. It's yeah. like I mean, there's Davin and and Chef Daniel from from LTH. Yeah, you know, like yeah. Our our yeah, you got a good core crew group up that way of of commercial fishermen. I mean, those are the three restaurants are yeah. going to. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah, um, I I'll be quick with this story because this podcast isn't about me, but um, since we're talking about sushi, (laughs) Uh I used to live with a sushi chef. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah. And I, I went into the restaurant. The restaurant's no longer around anymore. Here in San Diego. Yeah. So Uh I won't, I won't say where it was, but it's, it's gone. Uh But uh, I went in and he like styled me out, you know, was just sending me roll after roll and sashimi and I'm just gobbling it all up. And Uh I remember at one point I looked at uh, my roommate, who's now my sister-in-law and Uh I said, I don't think I can take another bite. Like I was really full. And Mm -hmm. she's like, you know, it's kind of disrespectful if we just leave all this food. I'm like, you're right. So we keep eating, keep eating. 
And that night, I had a dream that there was a school of fish in my belly, <laughs> and I got sick, and uh -huh. I puked for like four hours. Oh, like wow. I got super sick. Uh -huh. And since then, I was 19 then, uh -huh. so 10 years ago, and I haven't like been able to get over oh, wow. eating raw fish. Huh. And so you know, Are you ever... sure it wasn't the hot sake? Oh, it was something. <laughs> you know, like it could have been anything. Yeah, yeah. It could have just been like an exorbitant amount of food. Yeah. But uh, when Wrench and Rodent was like really becoming super popular. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. you got to go. And I'm like, I want to, but I just don't yeah. know if I can. And so earlier this year, I, and I like know David pretty well and Jessica. And so I like called them. I'm like, I'm coming up. Uh -huh. He's like, don't worry. I'll make this super painless. I'm thinking he's going to cook me stuff. Right. Sends me out 12 courses of raw. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally had to like have a pep talk with each bite. I'm yeah. like, I got this. I got this. Uh -huh. You know, and it was really good. And I'm like, that's awesome. all right. Cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> But I and then he gave me a swordfish bone marrow mm. in a shot glass. And uh -huh. I was like, I don't got this. Like, <laughs> there was like no amount of pep talk. You didn't do it. I tried it and uh -huh. I like had to like turn away uh, and I was like, I'm uh -huh. tapping out. Like, I'm like sweating. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, uh -huh. sorry. But um, that's really yeah. cool. No, you guys seem to have a really cool crew up in North County with a lot of um, really talented chefs that really care, super down to earth. Uh, I really like what's happening in North County. Me too. Yeah, good, yeah. good. And and, uh, a, and the, now there's a lot. There's a lot more options too. Yeah, it yeah. seems like the food it. scene. I mean, not only in San Diego. I mean, when, I remember when we first moved here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just eight years ago. Yeah. And my wife and I would drive around, and be like, oh, looking. Yeah. Yeah. Where do we eat? Where yeah. do we eat? And you know, a lot of the places we ate at, it was just kind of a disappointment. And we would drive around. And I remember the first good meal I had was yeah. at um, what's the one in Bankers Hill? Cucina Urbana. Urbana. Yeah. I live yeah. like two blocks away. So that was the first place we went to where I was like, ah, ah here we go. This is the real deal. Yeah. 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 Especially coming from San Francisco where like you have a hard time deciding where to eat because there's so many options. Right. And it doesn't have to be on, on the higher end. I mean, sure. It could just be a really good taco shop. Yeah. Tacos. But North County is filled with these weird taco shops. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's it's weird. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, weird. going all through Mexico and Baja, like, you yeah. don't see that kind of food. <laughs> right. You're like, where did this and, come yeah, from? Yeah, where did this come from? <laughs> this is an O-site original. Yeah. yeah. Right on. <laughs> um, and so does your partner Ray live down this way as well, or he's still in Yes. He is. So we were – so I worked for Ray at, at Ace Wasabi's, mm -hmm. and then we worked together at Tokyo Go-Go, okay. and then we became partners at Tokyo Go-Go. And we had the opportunity to sell the restaurant, nice. so – you know, my kids, I think at the time were one and three. Okay. I said, okay. Good time. Here's my chance to move to North County. I've always yeah. wanted to live in North County. Here's a chance. Raise the kids at the beach. Yeah. And so we came down. And, and we, we spent a good year kind of just checking out the scene. Sure. Looking for spaces. Mm -hmm. um, the concept, we already had the concept. Yeah. Because it was, uh, we had this little date spot in San Francisco. It was in the Castro District. It was yeah. called Anchor Oyster Bar. Okay. It was probably a 20-seat little place, yeah. oyster bar. And we would go once a week, maybe about once a week, we'd get two dozen oysters, yeah. a bottle of, you know, a bottle of wine or champagne, um, a crab louie. Yeah. And it was it was perfect. Yeah. And, and I remember saying, oh, this is what I want yeah. to do. Yeah. I want to do mm -hmm. this. And so, so, so the concept was there. Yeah. We just, we were looking for spaces and just kind of trying to find the right demographic and, and stuff. And then we finally found Lucadia. And so... I called Ray and I said, 
at first we were going to keep it really small, just a mom and little mom and mm-hmm. pop shop with my wife and I, and then kind of added some more seeds. And then I thought, oh God, I'm getting nervous. And yeah. I felt a little overwhelmed. Yeah. And, and, and I knew Ray wasn't working at the time. So sure. I said, move, why don't you move down here? Yeah. And he's like, all right. Cool. Yeah. Oh man. And, and then, and then we brought our friend who, who pretty much runs the shop now. Mm-hmm. His name's Brian. Okay. And, and he was, we knew him from San Francisco. His girlfriend at the time worked at Ace Wasabi's with us. And he, he, had, he had a bartending background. Okay. He was, um, the bartender at the Ritz Carlton, San Francisco, in the lobby. Fancy. Yeah. I've, I've had a drink there. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, one. it's swanky. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's old very, school swanky. Yeah, yeah. And he was the lobby lounge bartender. And he had moved to Arizona after, you know, we all kind of left San Francisco sure. and he moved to Arizona. And I said, hey, why don't you come back down yeah. this way? So, or come down this way to San Diego. So the, th- the three of us kind of, you know, we did it. And it That's was, incredible. It was cool. It's, you know, um, I, I've opened a few restaurants myself and, the most successful uh-huh. openings are always with the ones that have the most experience. Mm. <laughs> and like, no surprise there, uh-huh. right? But <laughs> sometimes you bring in uh, less experienced people because, you know, you're opening and you're like, oh, financially, this this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have found that financially in the long run, bringing in people at a higher price tag with more experience is always the better option. And it sounds like you really created your dream team of – owners and employees and and you've waited to find the right space and you didn't like rush to any part of it to create uh fish 101 and it seems like it was a really good decision yeah thank you (laughs) yeah i I think it's kind of personality driven too right Mm -hmm. that's kind of you know ray and i our temperaments are kind of we're we're pretty laid back i mean i used to be really laid back until i started working in restaurants and then that just raises it right up right yeah but you know, it's it's kind of letting everything happen organically, mm-hmm. and and you know things happen for a reason, and when things work out, awesome. When they yeah. don't, you know, there was a reason it didn't work sure. out, and uh, we kind of just take our time, you yeah. know, try not to do anything by impulse, or, right? You know, that's great. And so your wife Jessica is the mm-hmm. pastry chef. Yes. Cool. So how often are you both in the restaurant at the same time? Um, not too often. Not, yeah. yeah. you guys have I mean, two kids. Now we have two kids. Two so kids. we're trying to balance everything. Yeah. And, and she has her own side business okay. called Sweet 101. Nice. So she's busy. I'm busy. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of. And when you guys do spend time together, you're like, we don't want to work, <laughs> right? We eat. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Ready to eat. No, yeah. no more work. We eat or we drive the kids somewhere. Nice. I mean, they're always, you know. How old are they now? Um, 11 and nine. Okay. Yeah. Our youngest one just turned nine. Very cool. Happy birthday, Ollie. Yay. Ollie Zilla. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, That's him. That's him right there. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Oh, did he catch that fish? Um, he has yeah. A pole. yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very cool. They've, they've, uh, at a very young age, they've caught a lot of big nice fish that most uh, people don't get a chance yeah, to catch. Yeah. Right. You know? My brother and my dad were really into fishing, and mm-hmm. I remember every Christmas my brother would get a deep sea fishing trip. Oh, you know? cool! Uh-huh. But I feel like they always came back with nothing. Like uh-huh. I feel like it was I was like God skunked. <laughs> yeah, you know it's 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 timing, right? Yeah, it's timing. I'm, I mean, right after this podcast, I'm actually jumping on a boat and going fishing. Sweet. Yeah. Deep sea. Deep sea. All right. Offshore. I hope you catch something. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. It's been so good. The season has been really? so good. Very cool. I was eating a sandwich outside of uh, Point Loma Seafoods the other day, mm-hmm. and an H&M boat came back, and uh-huh. everyone had coolers, and they were calling out fish. And yeah, the tuna, the yellowtail. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just getting better and better, and summer's mm-hmm. over, so there's fewer people. Yeah. But uh, the fishing is just getting really good. Radical. Sweet. 
Um, so I'm looking at your menu. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite thing on your menu? Wow. I mean, I eat there. I eat everything every, yeah. every day. I yeah. mean, I, I, I eat there probably five times a week. Okay. Five days a week. Um, I really like our clam chowder. Ooh. I'm really proud of our clam chowder. So I taste that every yeah. day. Um, I can eat a taco okay. every single day, um, whether it's grilled yeah. a grilled fish taco or a grilled shrimp taco or a fried fish taco or a mm-hmm. fried shrimp taco. Whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah, I, I probably have a taco every day. Okay. I eat a lot of poke bowls. Okay. I probably eat three or four poke bowls a week. Nice. Um, I don't know. And then our sides. I'm really proud of our sides. Yeah. You know, I think that's one of the things that really distinguishes us from a lot of other fish places is um, our sides. Yeah. You know, it's Crispy not, fries. It's not just fries black and coleslaw. Black beans. Yeah. How do you um, do the black beans there? Well, I mean, the black beans, we buy the beans from you and yeah. and, and and our guy from Tecoman, Mexico, makes really good black cool. beans. But the produce. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? I mean, you know, we do really good crispy Brussels. Mm. We're buying the Yasutomi baby bok choy nice. right now. Yeah. Oh, that stuff is good. You from know, the so, farmer's market cooler. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I love their cucumbers Curried too. cauliflower. Ooh. So, you know, when, when people ask me, hey, what should I get? You know, it's easy to say, oh, get, you know, get the tacos or right. the poke bowl. But it's like, you know what? We just got this yellowtail in today. Yeah. You know, it's super nice. It's super fresh. Maybe start with like a crudo mm-hmm. of yellowtail and then maybe get like the grilled yellowtail plate and and get it with the quinoa and kale yeah. and the baby bok choy nice. or, or the crispy Brussels, you know, and, and people <clears throat> freak out because you normally don't get sides like that sure. at a traditional fish house. You yeah. know, you get fries, you get coleslaw. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. and we have fries and coleslaw because that's what, that's what people, people from some Arizona people. want. Yeah, 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 exactly. The the tourists and stuff. But it's it's nice to have options. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, look at that poke bowl. That, that look looks so good. Yeah. And I don't even eat... but but it looks delicious how many seats are in your restaurant um well according to lucady lakes water district (laughs) 10 if you're listening (laughs) it depends i mean we have a lot of shared picnic type tables so community tables yeah and that was one of the things early on Mm -hmm. we, we wanted community tables yeah um you could fit you know, at this table, you could fit four if you wanted to. Sure. You could fit eight if you wanted yeah. to. But somewhere between 70 and 90. Nice. Okay. Depending so on a, how, how crammed. That you is know. my favorite size restaurant. Under, like right under 100. Yeah. It, that formula seems to work. Yeah. Awesome. Very <laughs> Not cool. too big, not too small. Yeah. You know. Are you, is the restaurant closed on Mondays? We are closed Mondays. Okay. But because I saw that you have happy hour mm-hmm. Tuesday through Friday from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Correct. Uh, where you can get wines on tap for five mm-hmm. bucks, Dos Equis on tap for four bucks, brown bag of beer for five bucks, and dollar oysters. Yes. And then specials on fish tacos also, two seventy five. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Yeah. I'm going to come up. I mean, the summer, it's crazy. Does it get cranking? Yeah. I mean, we'll do just in that two-hour happy yeah. hour window. I mean, sometimes we'll do 40, 50 dozen oysters. Whoa. I remember How when do you it, even store all of those? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. Storage is a problem. And then shucking it. And I'll tell you a story. I remember yeah. when we first opened. I mean, I, I pretty much rotated through the entire mm-hmm. kitchen. But for a long time, I shucked oysters. Yeah. And I shucked them because I liked shucking them. Yeah. It's really, it's very therapeutic. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's repetitive. Right. But, you know, it's awesome when you can do 20 dozen oysters perfectly in yeah, a row as yeah. fast as you can yeah and you, we would get these tickets we never put like a, a limit on how many cus- 
dozens of customers sure. can order, but then you get these Asian customers coming in. They can order like eight dozen at a time. You're like, oh my God. So you'd see them in line. I'm Asian, by the way. <laughs> I see them in line and, now, and I'll tell the other shuckers, I'll say, get ready. Yeah, We're yeah, going to order a lot of oysters. And then as soon as the ticket comes up, I'm like, I told you. Hey, totally profile. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, I remember some of the shuckers, there would be like, you know, halfway through happy hour and yeah. and you know, our vendor was good. I'd say, you know, I want small oysters, they yeah. have to be good, they have to be briny. Yeah. But they have to the shells can't be too brittle and they right. can't be too hard. Yeah. They gotta be kinda easy to open because during happy hour You're you guys these guys can't be trying to shuck these kumi oysters yeah. that are with shells right. this thick because yeah. it would get to the point where even me, like my elbow, oh, like I've man. just from trying yeah. to like pop those pop those shells, but you know, I remember some of the days where some of the guys would just put their shucking knife down. And yeah. say, I can't yeah, shuck another oyster. I'm done, chef. I'm tapping out. Uh, yeah. Shucking. And you just say, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep going. yeah. Uh, I was shells in, flying everywhere. Right? Yeah. I was in the Ironside Shuckathon a few years oh, back. Cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember, like, I was proud because I, uh-huh. we never had oysters. Uh, I take that back. We had oysters on one of my menus briefly, like, during a few months. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I knew how to shuck, but I was like, I, it wasn't a daily thing for me. Uh-huh. And so I remember I went into Ironside and I was like, I had my, my favorite shucking knife from Tommy Gomes. Uh-huh. And like, I was all ready to shuck. And they were like, oh, you're really just kind of here to like socialize. Like our guys got you. And I'm like, oh, really? And they're like, yeah, yeah I did hell like. Hell no. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, no, I want to try. Like, I want to uh-huh. see if I can keep up. Uh-huh. And one of the guys who's still there, Chachito, he just, uh-huh. he was dying. He's like, no, really, like, just go talk to people. I'm like, no, I got it. Right? Uh-huh. I got you, you go talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, it is. I I didn't stab myself then, but I do have one scar on my thumb from a from a slipped oyster uh, knife. Uh-huh. Just kind of a you know jab. small small jab. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I saw someone recently. I won't say who, but he straight up impaled himself. Yeah. yeah, I saw a picture on Instagram recently. Oh, really? There was a warning. It was like last picture's graphic. It was uh-huh. like one of those slideshows, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what that is. I'm like, oh. Well, knock on wood that it hasn't happened at our place. You know, I mean, especially as many oysters as as we've gone through. Yeah. I I remember at a point when when I was doing so many, I started challenging myself where I would shuck them without. Without looking? Well, well, without a towel. Oh, Just in my hand, you know? Oh, no, I need like all the towels. It was that macho thing. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, check this out. (laughs) Oh, no, I have like a very elaborate setup when I'm shucking. Uh-huh. Like towels here and towels there. <laughs> That's so funny. I have a good, um, I remember a good social, uh, Instagram photo that I have. Um, one of our ambassadors, one of our pro surfing ambassadors, mm. Josh Kerr was in the restaurant. He'd always walk back in the kitchen and uh, I have a good shot of him. Shucking. Nice. Yeah. It's good. You so every once in a while I'll, I'll post that picture. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll say, you Tag know, him in it. <laughs> That's our, cool. our oyster shucker. Yeah. You know. Uh, North County has quite a few pro surfers up in the area. Yeah, yeah. It's a hotbed for kind of, I mean, not only the surfing industry, but just kind of action sports. Yeah. Right? Skateboarding, snowboarding. Definitely. Yeah. You get a lot of those guys in there? Yeah. Yeah. A a ton. Cool. It's really cool. I feel like you have a very uh, healthy option in North County, but it's relaxed and casual, but it's really high quality. It seems like the perfect spot for a pro athlete. Yeah, and I All think right. that's why they're in there so yeah. often, you know, cool. and they tell a friend and they bring a yep. friend. and That's great. Um, do you guys have any events coming up or anything of the sort? I know you and 
Dave and just did one recently. We did uh, North Eats. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did North Eats at Open House. Cool. Which was, you know, which is Wade and Christie's restaurant yeah. from, from Blue Ribbon. Um, rad space. And he was he was uh, generous enough to donate. I think he clo- he closed. It was on a Sunday. So okay. he closed the restaurant for a day to nice. host the event. Oh, awesome. And this event, I think it was the fourth annual North Eats. And Nino from Ono oh Yum, you know, hosted this event. Yeah. And it was a fundraiser. Cool. It was a hurricane relief. Fundraiser. Oh, that's so great. It was, that was that's that was needed cool. right now. Right. A lot of hurricanes. So I think there were twelve or fifteen North County chefs and <clears throat> in a really cool space at, at Open House and yeah. you know they put us in a great spot and we did some cool little tostadas and nice. I mean the food was so good. Yeah, you know? I bet. I mean the turnout there. was good. It wasn't. I mean there's a, there's oh yeah the, the there chefs who were there. Um, very cool. But the food was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, once it, once it slowed down a little bit, I just, you know, we all just kind of rotated yeah. and just, you know, we brought tostadas to everybody and just had a bite of everything. Everything nice. was fantastic. Wow. That's great. And then, and then my friends who were there at the event just kind of, you know, kept raving about yeah. the food, how good the food was. Which is so nice because sometimes at those events with multiple chefs and mm-hmm. everyone's kind of out of their usual element, mm-hmm. sometimes the food can be disappointing. So mm. it's nice when it's, uh, yeah, everything was really good. Fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. And then the and then the two bars were open, so you yeah. get a really good cocktail and then just Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, day. good stuff. Yeah. And cool. then this weekend, Saturday, we're um doing an event for the San Diego Academy. Nice. Um I don't know if it's for the surf team. We sponsor their surf team. Okay. But I think the school is doing kind of like a fundraiser. So we're donating a bunch of Pokeballs. Nice. Yeah. Oh man. <clears throat> Lucky kids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. What what does the surf team get? Uh, for the San Diego surf team, what do we do for them? We host their we host their year end party. Cool. Um, which is kind of like their awards banquet yeah. too. So we 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 open up on a Monday forum. Oh, awesome! And the surf team comes in and their friends and family, and then you know we feed them and. And then all our ambassadors come in, you know, cool. guys like oh. Taylor Knox and yeah. Josh Kerr and Damian Hopgood and Jake Marshall, and they're all local guys. Yeah. And it's really cool for these high school kids oh, because, yeah. I mean, these guys are some Heroes. of the best. Yeah, yeah. And they're role models. Yeah. And, and so they come and they speak and they hang out and oh, the parents get cool to talk experience. to them and kids take pictures with them and they eat tacos. Yeah. Fun <laughs> tacos. Tacos for all. And, and, and I mean, almost every year I think they win their, their division. I mean, wow. You know, they're... Because they're well surfing. fed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Powered by fish yeah. taco. There you go. I know. Do you, is there is your name on like their wetsuit or something? <laughs> Next step, right? <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, guys, if you want to learn more about John and Fish One Hundred and One, you can check them out on Instagram at Fish One Hundred and One Restaurant, on Facebook at Fish One Hundred and One Restaurant, and then their website is also Fish One Hundred and One Restaurant dot com, where you can view their menu, which is delicious. John, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. It was a it was pleasure. A pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for having Ooh, me. I'm going to come up and eat tacos like tomorrow <laughs> soon. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Check you later. Cheers. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you. <laughs>